Welcome everybody once again to the Low Key Podcast. As always, I am one of your hosts, Aaron Lanton, and I'm joined as always with Tim Malloy and Keith Denny. Today we're going to be going over White House Plumbers, uh, which is a well, I can't call it a mockumentary. <laughs> it's a kind of a comedic take on uh, Watergate uh, from the perspective of the two main people who carried it out. Howard Hunt and uh, Gordon Liddy, who were both found guilty of uh, those particular crimes. I not remember exactly which charges. Um, it's a very interesting show. And really, when watching it, I realized I forgot a lot about the history of this. Uh, so I'm really curious to see what you guys thought of it. Uh, Keith, let's start with you. Well, well, you... I, now, granted, um, this is going to be maybe some spoilers. Um, we only watched one episode. So I think sometimes it is hard to gauge a show just off of one episode because I'm primarily like the type of person that normally gauges a show off of. I have to watch at least four episodes before I can decide if I actually like it or not. But if I'm just going off of this episode, this probably isn't necessarily something that I will watch personally. But um, it might also just be the content itself. Now, I say from a um, you know technical standpoint, it looks good. Um, the acting is is pretty pretty superb across the board. And I definitely love Woody Harrelson. I probably generally watch just about anything that he's in for the most part. Um, I just couldn't really get myself really invested into the narrative. Uh, I was talking to Tim about this yesterday. The only thing that kind of made it somewhat interesting to me is once I started to frame the show as just being like a a workplace drama. <laughs> and then it kind of made it a little fun at that point. But prior to that, I didn't... I, I know a little bit of history about Watergate. I didn't care about it then when I learned it in school, and I don't really too much care about it now. It's like the Monica Lewinsky thing, right? If someone made a show about Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky... I'm probably not going to be that into it, but I feel that there's a lot of people that might really, you know, like that type of stuff, but just, I'm yeah. not a, I think I'm not a huge fan. I, I don't know what the, what you, what people would call this genre, like a more political dramas and stuff like that. It's just usually not my thing. Um, it's usually two types of films. I don't like one is political dramas and, usually like dance movies. <laughs> so, so you weren't watching Scandal when it came out? No, nah, I couldn't get into it. Yeah. Right. It I mean, or, or even um, what was it called? House of Cards? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was funny because I was dating a woman at one point that she liked both shows. And I'm just mm-hmm. sitting there watching it like, uh. I mean, it's, like, <laughs> it's not one of them things of like, let me see how I can put it in the She world. never had a chance. I can sometimes enjoy certain stuff, but I think when it gets to to the more political drama side of it, I'm not as interested. Mm-hmm. You know, is and then I try to be like there's certain movies that even shows that I try to like, and I'm like, no, nah, I just don't like this. Like Enemy of the State, which is a great film. No, Enemy of the State is okay, just just because of what it is. But I'm saying like I'm trying to think. There was a movie that came out. Was it Spotlight? No, it wasn't Spotlight. 
But anyway, there's always these movies that I think are supposed to be like so critically acclaimed, but they put me to sleep. And that's just, oh, put Spotlight <laughs> put you to sleep. Spotlight did low key put me to sleep. No, that's what funny. was the one? Okay, what was the one that was about the housing crisis? Oh, uh, okay. The Big was Short. The big Short. Big Short put me to sleep. Big Short. First time I watched it, I was super disappointed because I thought it was gonna be great, and then I watched it again like about a year ago, and I loved it. Like, yeah. and I also I read the book, and I didn't understand the movie, and I didn't understand the book. I was like, when I read the book, I'll understand the movie, and it was like, nope. I have, I have no idea what a tranche is to this day. But I'm I, so I worked time, at an investment bank, so I was like, "Oh, okay, this makes sense." <laughs> <laughs> when I saw it the second time, I just really liked the atmosphere of it and just like love the energy of it. And yeah. I don't know it. It did work better in a second watch, but I like Adam McKay a lot, so I don't know. Yeah, and I and I think certain stuff just kind of depends on sometimes certain people's particular interests, maybe. I think there are certain things 100%. in politics that I might be interested in knowing about. Like, pretty much most things about JFK seem kind of interesting, I guess. Um, the Bay of Pig stuff, it seems like I could watch something based off of that, maybe. Or loosely, you know, um, the war on drugs, stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know, this Watergate stuff. <laughs> I just... <laughs> I, just I saw didn't. an interview with the writers of this show where they were saying that to, to uh, Howard Hunt, Watergate is kind of like the revenge for Bay of Pigs because he's involved with Bay of Pigs and it goes badly and the Democratic establishment drums him out and this is his way of like getting back at them, which is an interesting frame, but I don't I don't think I would have picked up on that without seeing that interview. Um mm. there is a there is something very early on where uh Hunt's boss tells him, and this honestly took me all right, let me say this first. We were just talking before the podcast started about how we don't want to be like sports reporters who like criticize athletes when they could never do what the athletes are doing. So I'm saying this like as a viewer, not as like I could do this better than they could. I'm not saying that. And I don't mm-hmm. want to, given what's going on with writers right now, the last thing I want to do is like criticize writers. Like writers are great. We love writers. We sympathize with writers. Mm-hmm. There was agree, a agree. That that we you it, it, that that view is uh, shared by the entire podcast. <laughs> That said, the thing that took me personally, I statement me, not a criticism of the entire show, but that took me out of it is uh, Howard Hunt's boss tells him something along the lines of, when you got drummed out of the agency, uh, you were unhirable. I need you to be more grateful for this job. But he says it in a way that it's just pure exposition. And maybe there was a way to deliver the line that it would have felt more like moving the plot forward but it just felt like background and i just felt like a lot of the show this isn't necessarily the show's fault it's that the audience might be you know 14 years old but they have to like explain a lot of things to people at the beginning and like set the tone a lot and set the table a lot and it just felt like a little much to me um of like setting me in that time and every magazine cover is going to be a reference to something that's helpful for me to know which on the, on the one hand you can say that's good writing, but I just didn't feel like it was that fluid to me. And that may be because I'm a person who has been a reporter for like 25 years and have read like anything I could find about Watergate and saw mm. all the president's men and saw the post. And I love the post and all the president's men. And I read the book of all the president's men. And I try to, I've tried to read a lot of stuff about this and it just, the idea of we're going to tell it from the standpoint of the villains sound super interesting and i thought i'd be really into it like when when aaron suggested this on a text i was like yeah and then when i actually watched it i was just like 
yeah, I don't give a fuck about these guys. Like G Gordon Liddy yeah. feels like a cartoon character. And not because like they did a bad job writing him, because he was like a cartoon character. Mm-hmm. Well, but okay. So <laughs> I think that is actually part of the problem though. Um it because I think they're leaning too too forward into that. And I say that because Okay. All right. First, let me make this general statement about white people in Nazis uh, in media. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. And, and, and the thing is, like, no, I, I was not planning to make this particular statement, but it, it's worth noting because it it was what I kind of couldn't figure out tonally about what's going on. So the first time I noticed this thing about to say about white people. In, in in American media and Nazis was the game Wolfenstein, and the game Wolfenstein video you game. basically are this character. Yeah, it's a video game. You you basically go around killing Nazis. Okay, whatever. Great. There have been like several Wolfenstein games since then. Um, the first one, and I see Nazis and like I mean over my lifetime, I was born in eighty seven, and. I have seen Nazis all over the place. And I kind of can't understand why this kind of keeps coming up. Like, because the way they talk about Nazis either is like they're this formidable opponent in whatever situation we're in, and we gotta, you know, go all knock them out, whatever. Or they just kind of they, they kind of keep coming up as like either this boogeyman or like some inspiration of somebody is like some irresistible force like and it it happens like it's been happening like i said for the 35 years i've been alive and it's really i just don't it'd be the same like if, if people kept bringing the confederacy their way all the time at some point but by, by the time i was alive people kept putting they stopped putting the confederacy in media at all well there was a point when americans like romanticized the confederacy and like the, yeah. the old south and gallantry and all sorts of bullshit but but dukes and hazard was not a thing by the time yeah, I yeah, was yeah. Born, oh you know i watched that show as a kid all the time i had no idea what any of that was about well but i just mean like that there's a way in which people were like this is sort of insignia should not just be present much mm-hmm. and yeah. it's not like it's put in a positive light here but it's put in a comedic light which i don't totally understand for me, the one thing about it is it's at least partly true. It's yeah, well, no, 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 yeah, he, he's that dude, yeah. Well, the this is weird, because I started really Googling it, like, what's the deal with G. Gordon Liddy, and was he this much of a Nazi? He says he's not a sympathizer, but he has, like, a weird fetish for Nazis. Yeah, 100%. So, so I, like, read up on it, and there was an interview that he gave where he's quoted saying a lot of ridiculous, mm-hmm. like, all oh, the Nazis did some like admiration for like the Teutonic stylings of the Nazis and stuff like that. Um, it turns out the guy who wrote that article is a serial fabulist. Um, mm-hmm. And now G Gordon Liddy is dead. So I think that article that everybody cites, it's in the independent. I don't know if that article was ever disproven. I don't know if any of those quotes were made up or exaggerated or whatever. I do know that G Gordon Liddy said enough terrible stuff like on the mic on his radio show um, about everything everything that i don't really care like i don't need him to have like a nazi insignia to know that he's a terrible dude <laughs> um but but i i do think there's also 
the way that he explains the housekeeper who gave him like a sense of who played Hitler's speeches and like instilled him with hope that he could overcome any obstacle. I think that's actually in his own autobiography. So there's something there to it. Like there is some not yeah, 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 yeah. taxation on his part, which well, is never a healthy or good thing. Like there's a great moment. It's kind of been done in the people versus OJ Simpson. There's a moment where there's mm -hmm. a reveal that Mark Furman collects um, <laughs> German military. Oh yeah. Medals, as it said, uh, <laughs> which is like such a good reveal. and such a like, Oh yeah. <laughs> this yeah. guy is yeah <laughs> what you might have assumed he is i don't know like it's but it kind of threw me off because it it made me kind of relitigate in my mind all the moments before like what totally is this show like what's it going for kind of am not certain because like okay the way they set it up by the time you get to this moment near the end where Liddy it becomes the head of like the committee to make Nixon uh president again. They put them in a position where you can see these guys as being like these desperate people who, yeah. even though they're about to do some really silly stuff, you know, like they can find ways to justify it in their minds, uh, the getting back at the leftists, all this kind of stuff. Uh, but also the desperate, if this doesn't work out, like the careers might be done and they need to support their families. And they even mentioned like, man, I got to do what a man got to do, essentially. But, you know, what? what's kind of weird about like the way it's framing it, I don't, I'm not a, a Gordon Liddy expert by any means. But he did, like the show positions him in the same way they, they position Howard Hunt, like this desperate person who just, just who knows what's going to happen to them if this doesn't work out. But Liddy was like a, he was running for office and he also had been involved with Nixon prior to this. I think they're doing the trick of Howard Hunt did bad stuff. He's not a likable dude. Mm -hmm. However, we're going to pair him up with a guy who's way worse. Um, and that makes him seem like sort of sympathetic. It's like when you got the mobster who won't kill the kid is paired with the mobster who will kill the kid the one who won't kill the kid becomes the de facto hero of the story. Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm not doubting this, like, as a as a narrative device. And, and even just the way that they were set up in, in court, they were co-defendants. So yeah. that part makes sense. I just mean more like on a on a thing of Liddy. I, I don't know Howard Hunt's situation the same way I know Liddy because Liddy chose to be a very public figure after everything that happened. Mm -hmm. um, but Liddy is not a desperate figure in the real life version of how things turn out. Like he is a political player already. And that's yeah. why he, he was given the head of that committee versus Howard Hunt, who didn't have that sort of clout already. Like Liddy already had White House clout in the actual situation as it stood. Yeah, I just Googled when Howard Hunt died. He died in 2007, so he was around for quite a while afterwards, and I don't remember him being a public figure, really. He chose not to be, yeah. 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 I don't know. Totally, it is weird, because, like, it seems absurdist. Like, it's kind of presenting as, like, these bumbling idiots mm -hmm. but who did a seriously bad thing. But it's, like, it diminutizes them a little bit, like, by humanizing yes. them. Yes, their... And it feels like it's the, and again, it's their perspective. So I understand why the, uh, 
the immense craziness of what they're doing isn't really being, being like 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 the gravity of it isn't really like you know present the, the way we understand it to be today. But it it I don't know like it feels like this is absurd, but it's almost like it almost feels like we're not like the show isn't rooting us in in the the like circumstances and the gravity of what they're trying to do. So we're just like in this absurd set of moments, but we're never getting like this is actually batshit crazy. It's like if you don't know the history of this, it just kind of feels like some wacky stuff happening. Like hijinks. And yeah, the other thing about it is there's been so much awful stuff since like when I was a kid, I remember thinking like Watergate's like the worst thing that's ever happened. It'll never be this bad again. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wow. What a relief slash how, how disappointing that I'll never get to live through some crazy shit like that. Um, And then, you know, may you live in interesting times, the ancient Chinese curse. (laughs) And like, we have lived in interesting times. Like we have had, insane stuff happened in the last few years well but 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 the thing about that too is like it it seems to suggest that these people are like bumbling idiots and i just don't know that that's true like i think think they did see it as like a little i like i think there's like a connection between like cia and like fratty Oh no, one hundred percent. Yeah, let's frame, let's rig the high, the uh, high school or college election. You know, like I think there is like a tendency to gamify things. That's mm-hmm. really, it's scary that they gamify things like this because in some cases they're rigging elections in other countries, overthrowing people. Yeah. Um, you know, standing by. If this not, is recorded exactly, stuff. You know, yeah, this is know. a conspiracy. Yeah, like as long as this happened, we know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like it is it is scary the amount that they'll gamify stuff. So and I so I don't find it weird that the Watergate guys would treat this as like a game a gamification situation. No, no, that doesn't shock me, but it's more like a Okay. This sh- like when you see this in a typical show, like let's just say you were following some people who seemed incompetent, right? On a show. Yeah. If somebody then said, oh, you screwed up, let me give you the big time, people would be like, oh, they're getting set up. You know yeah, that's I mean? true. That's true. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the thing is, it doesn't, and again, again, this is the pilot. It's just not clear, and I don't know if it really will be clear. And actually, the truth of the matter is, the the, the more clear it becomes, the dumber it seems, which is kind of probably totally why the show is the way it is. Um, they turn it around. Yeah. Well, well, the, it, it's more like the thing of, like, Nixon was so, mm, he he wanted people who wouldn't say no to the point where the quality of the operation was not important. Oh, that happens with Trump, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I mean. And he gets these absolute hacks who, fortunately, are not very good at their jobs. Yeah, well, because the people who are good at the job and care about the country are like, there's no way I do that. Yeah, exactly. Because like my my allegiance is to country, not to you. Yeah, that's right. You know? I mean, it, I remember the weekend that he tried to he tried to set up the Muslim ban, and his whole team <laughs> just dropped the ball like left and right. On yeah, like, they were like, "Oh damn!" Oh, just man, like you forgot to submit that. Yeah, just, <laughs> just, just submitting the paperwork, and it was like, "Thank God they're so stupid." 
or, yeah, but, but, or lazy or incompetent. It's, or it's like they're whatever. stupid, but it's really people going, oh, man, I hope like he gets bored and looks at something else. You like maybe they're heroes who, yeah, deliberately <laughs> right. messed it heroes up. who keep yeah dropping the ball. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, Mr. Trump, because they know that he knows. <laughs> sorry, Mr. <laughs> President, that 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 I forgot to send that. that email before midnight. <laughs> Sent it to twelve oh one. I'm sorry, sir. Keith hates this. Keith is like the last thing I want to talk about is politics, and we're just like, let's talk about politics. Well, hold up. So here's the other thing, though. Here's why the here's why the show's struggling, though. The the stuff that's not the politics, I don't know how interesting it is or how much we actually understand up the characters for it to matter. So like the things that aren't about the operation that they were gonna get to, um, like they're drawn trying to draw us in with the different family conflicts they have going on. Which I like. I, they're just not super compelling. And, and I don't even totally um yeah, this whole thing with the daughter Kevin, who's decided not to go back to college. I mean, like that story is very warm, but they all and it, it doesn't have to be warm, but they don't explore what's happening in it. But against the pilot, so maybe that's going to happen, right? So, how much can you criticize the show at the beginning? But that necessarily, but I'd say at this where we are, um, it doesn't feel like those things will pay off very much. I kind of like. I like the idea that Hunt thinks of himself as doing this stuff for his family. Um, and that he does have a lot of family struggle struggle that he's trying to put together. And I like that he's like compassionate to his daughter and that he defends psychiatry because it's helped his family. Yeah. Thought, well, well, he, he, he defends her when he's not in front of her. <laughs> but a lot of people do that, you know, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. you can say stuff to your mom that if anybody else said it to your mom, mm-mm. Mm. Yeah, like, it's yeah. like it's weird how how he has like these very kind of liberal values in some ways, but like he's like this hardcore person on the right. Because when he was like, "Oh, psychiatry," oh, and I forgot like exactly what he, he said. But he was like, "I, I you know, going to psychiatrists a few times." Like, oh, yeah, it's oh. funny that that's like considered liberal in the seventies, but it is. I think. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's right. what I mean. Like it's just kind of hilarious. But then he was like, "Look, you know, my family suffered a, a bad accident and." This is, you know, we, we went in and asked for help. And, and you know, so I was he's like, oh, well, even I as a man of, of you know, the Third Reich feel like that. You know, you know if you have a bad accident, I, you can go to a psychiatrist then, you know. It's weird. There's You're honestly with the Nazi stuff because like Nazis have people think I think there's some people who like think first as like Raiders of the Lost Ark villains or something. And like, yeah, like this is one of those like i'm gonna sound like a school mom or something but my brother and i went to auschwitz a few years ago mm-hmm. and everybody should go to auschwitz like if you want to understand the pure evil like the pure mm-hmm. methodical like a bunch of people sitting around and having a meeting about how many suitcases the jews should be told that they could take on the train that's actually taking them to a death camp to trick them into thinking that they're going to have a, a real life there. Like, yeah. they're like, if we tell you no baggage, they're going to be onto something. If we tell them one suitcase, they'll be onto us. We can't actually handle three bags. Let's tell them two bags. That seems like a convincing lot. Like that's so methodically hellish, hellishly evil. And I don't think people get, I, I think people just hear like, Oh, 
you know, 8 million, 12 million, that's a lot of people, huh, we'll never know what the actual number is. And they've lost any sense of, like, how bad the Nazis were. Yeah, like, I, I kind of was, like, rocking. I was like, I'll kind of let this rock for a minute how this is going. But, it, like, it was played off of such comedic effect that I just kind of was like, all right, what are we doing? Like, and I wasn't, like, mad about it. I just don't, I'm not sure where we're going with that. Like, that is a part of who that man is, potentially. Uh, but, you know, like, it's, it's like in this, look, again, it's not just this show. It's a blind spot for white people's culture. It just is right now in America. They kind of yeah, keep wanna... doing it, and I don't quite kind of understand why. Well, it's like, it's it's kind of like, you remember, like, that HBO show that the, um, and I can't remember, is it Russo? What is the name of the guys who were doing, the brothers who were doing the Game of Thrones show? Um, it's escaping oh, when they're going to do confederacy yeah and i was like hey yeah. guys do y'all like is y'all like it's not clicking that that's like not why would we do that there's a <laughs> like, of that story that they made a bunch of years ago the it's called the confederate states of america the documentary that i think his name's kevin i forget his last name he's a really good filmmaker mm -hmm. um he's a professor in kansas city and spike lee executive produced it and that's like an excellent version of that story. Like if anybody mm -hmm. wants to check out a good document, a good a good mockumentary, Confederate States of America is an awesome mockumentary. I still got to check that out. I remember hearing about it. It's, it's, it's excellent. It's just excellent. It's really, really good. It's really good satire. I mean, because there's this twist at the end. Um, I don't want to give it away, but it's, it makes the case very well. And it's like from a black perspective, not from a perspective of the two white dudes who made Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. I just, or, you know, I just feel like as writers, <laughs> but there's just like this really weird thing where like white people's imagination just doesn't go far enough. <laughs> it's, it's just like, can you not see that there is something a little problematic about the portrayal of, of, of how we're representing these people. Um, again, I think I do think Gordon Liddy, like I think that is to some degree an accurate representation of how he might have handled that situation. I'm sure that's a fictional version of how shit went down. But at the same time, it's it's played for laughs and I, I don't know, man. There's something weird about that. It hadn't it, I'm not like super stuck on it like that, but I just I really it, it because the thing that is interesting about it, getting away from the comedic thing of it, I don't imagine he hid that that was a part of who he was, you know. No, and, and so it's just kind. Of, it is interesting though that you could work in the federal government and ex mm -hmm. and like express those views of people like he's just a little weird. Yeah, that, that's how he yeah, is. that that. That's how that's how Liddy is, man. I don't even I, say that shit. I legitimately believe that there's enough anti-Semitism and racism and everything else in American culture, especially at that time, mm -hmm. that they were more willing to work with like ex-Nazis than with communists. I mean, that whole Operation Paperclip stuff. There's a place in NASA right now. I think it's a dining hall in NASA that's named after one of the rocket scientists who was a former Nazi who came over and worked for the space program. Like yeah. they're yeah we had a cozy relationship with ex-Nazis 
and we were like, oh, well, war's over. I just wish the show would help us understand it. That, like, like you know that. I'm familiar with that. Keith probably knows it. But the show should explore that. And it's not just... Will. I mean, maybe they will get into it. And, and maybe they're like, maybe they think this is so obviously wrong that <laughs> we don't have to, like, spell it out to people. But that's the thing. You do. And, and I hope, like, people understand like you can't well i'd say you can't i think it's a bad idea creatively to frame it for an audience who is you cannot assume understands the history of all this shit yeah i don't want to sound like i'm def- i think i think they are no, no, I, yeah, yeah, right. I don't think you're defending it I, I'm, I'm just saying like this if people hear this and you're thinking of doing some shit with nazis in it just please make sure you're like Framing things in a way where you like, don't leave it up to interpretation. And it's just because the way the way this was set up for real. Like, if I was a Nazi sympathizer, I'd be like, I I appreciate you threw that in there. (laughs) I'm not like like, sitting here. I don't know why I didn't I didn't feel that way about the scene. But well, so well, I guess I don't understand what you're saying. Because to me personally, if a character, if one character does something right. And we're supposed to understand that what he's doing is like absurd, right? It would be yeah. one thing if no other character responded to it as if that was like some weird shit. And well, then well, wait, but hold on. Like, even weirder stuff when the kids throw the eggs against the window, he go upstairs <laughs> out of the window <laughs> and with a gun, comes back with the gun, lays it on the table. He does like a matter of like pretty much strange things and even when they walk into the house it's weird like i just thought it was just an awkward hey scene. man hey he just like, just some people do people do shit like that with their kids i ain't got no judgment i'm not i'm not putting judgment on it whoever listen to this some people do that with their kids like you'll come in and they had their kids lined up and they do that kind of thing <laughs> and then they have them go to their room i don't know it's weird but yeah they do it sometimes oh is kids frozen we lost Keith for a second. I'm oh, just... Keith's frozen. I thought Keith was just staring at you like, what? <laughs> oh, we, we lost you for like 10 seconds. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I was just saying that sometimes folks do be having their kids line up like that and do things like that and then go to their room and then we lost yeah, you. That's super weird. That, that, it wasn't even, it wasn't, I know people do that sometimes, but that was like meant to be super like weird and awkward. And then everything else that he did kind of fit in with that in the whole playing with the Adolf Hitler speech or whatnot. That man said, hey, uh, I'm going to put on a vinyl. <laughs> All right, cool, oh. man. Can't wait to hear what you got on, bro. And he he asked him, to like, hey, why don't, do you got some jazz or something? You know, you know, you know, I don't even know German, man. Like, I, you know, <laughs> I kind of but feel if some aggressive shit coming they, through there. It would be different if it was a scene where everybody in the scene was ex- was cool with it that that would be but it was like of course the other characters outside of uh what's the name liddy liddy well liddy yeah i've been wanting to call him liddy outside of him and his and his um his wife Mm -hmm. that that was like a normal you know situation for them i don't know i just thought the scene was was awkward but it was also probably the first interesting scene that i saw in the whole show like I do, I do think it's a, I do think it's a decent like, scene. Yeah. Else, 
nothing else really caught my attention prior to that. And, and I thought it was showed me well characterization. Like there was there was the point when you see when we're first introduced to him where he has the um secretary put the have the yeah yeah um, yeah with the pencil. I think that was a good way of introducing him. I like. Yeah, I think he, so. I think so. Yeah, yeah. That was a great intro, actually. Yeah. Yeah, and um, <laughs> but 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 like I said, I didn't even like was like huh like you know until that particular scene. So I don't, I don't know. I I think it was an okay scene to me personally. No, I think I actually look again in a vacuum. I like the scene, but just like given what's, I don't know, man. Oh, like, that's I, the thing. That's the thing, though. If scenes like that can rouse people up so much, then that means that they would have been they're looking to be roused, if that makes sense. Like But that's, that's what I'm but I'm saying like okay, like but that's exactly my whole thing. Like it's, it's kinda like it's kinda like if you if you a type of person and you I don't know, trying to get a hard on for something mm -hmm. and you just try go, go surfing on TV for like stuff that's not necessarily pornographic but kind of pornographic. That's kind of like what that is. So the thing is, if people are searching for something, they're going to find it in anything. It doesn't matter what it is. Like, you can find it. I'm I'm sure... Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, But the point I'm I'm sure some neo-Nazis that's watching a Marvel movie right now, or, I don't know, reading or watching Batman or something, and like, man, you know what? I really, I really feel what Batman did. That's like what me and my brothers on type shit. So anybody could find something out of anything. I don't okay, but but you you're not wrong. Like what you just said is correct. But they're literally playing Hitler speeches. So like, I guess my my thing. I always have this thing of like portrayal is not endorsement, and I don't think the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The show exactly, is definitely exactly. presenting presenting G Gordon Liddy as a ridiculous figure and not somebody who anybody would want to be unless they're real dumb so i don't know i'm more i'm more curious in like the why the, the why, the why had the representation and like the morality of it like i don't i honestly i don't actually believe in my heart of hearts that like any show converts anybody to anything because mm -hmm. i see stuff all the time that's supposed to like win me over like like i don't like the death penalty but every time I watch a death penalty movie, I'm like, fuck, I hate this movie. Like, they're just beating me over the head with, like, the death penalty <laughs> being bad. And, like, I was already against the death penalty. I didn't need, like, two hours of, like, a lesson in, like, Hollywood telling me, how dare you? Whatever. Like, yeah, I yeah. I don't I, I don't need it. Like, I don't. Greta Thunberg has never convinced me to drive <laughs> less. Even I agree with her in theory on everything. But when I just see somebody, like, scolding me, I'm just like enough like yeah we get it so i don't know if like on the other side even if there was a movie that was like young hitler where he's played by harry styles and he's oh are you talking cool. about and now, now you about to uh oh my god what's his name he's saying who did thor love and thunder he did the oh right 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 yeah, rabbit thing. That, that was gonna be like a pro or that that was gonna like present a sympathetic portrayal of hitler like of course not yeah oh uh, jojo rabbit yeah, yeah, Jojo Rabbit. That was like the rabbit thing. Yeah. <laughs> I just, but I don't even think like a movie, I don't even think that a movie that was like a pro-Hitler movie, I don't think if you watch Lenny Reichenstahl, whatever her name is, I don't think watching her stuff would make me like, man, Germany, they really had some great shit in the 40s. Like, I just, I don't really believe in the, um, I don't think I believe in the proselytizing power of art. I don't think I believe in it. 
I mean, I, I think I think to your point, it, it is based off the person, though. Like, like the point I'm making too is that like you have to already kind of have that in you. Just like you could watch the um, I forgot what the director name, the, the German film or whatever that you just mentioned, right? Uh -huh. And if you're already low key a Nazi into Nazis and stuff, like you get a hard on for Nazis, that's just gonna make it. I, I guess, Keith, what I'm saying is, why are we even doing movies that got them involved in the first place? It just don't, like... Well, but if they left like, it out, they would be like, you guys are apologists. Why well, did you... No, 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 but, but, I, but I just... Yeah, so... so I guess that's well, Nazis, an apology. Nazis also are... Nazis are also, like, the... Well, I got a few things to say about it. I can't really put them into words, but the first thing I would say is that they are considerably the most realistic version of like super villains like adolf hitler is almost they're what we've chosen is it is, is well that's what's sure. chosen you know what yeah. i'm saying especially in american culture or from a more eurocentric standpoint right I, but but see like I, my issue with that is it's like treating them like they don't exist anymore it's like talking like they they bring them up in movies like they're dinosaurs that right. still exists. Like I guess, like that's the thing where it's like they don't they don't exist to the to now, the, now in this movie they do. Oh yeah, in this movie in this TV show they do. So like in in well not they, he's not necessarily a Nazi. So that's a whole other thing. But it's just like he he appreciates the leader of them, right? So like that's his whole thing. But like I'm just saying, like the 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 continued portrayal of them, just it, it like you don't have to do that, you know. And it's a, it's a choice that keeps coming up when they're still around. They're not gone. It's not like bringing up, you know, Arthur and the Round Table. Not fictional either. You know what I mean? Like they're a real thing that happened. Yeah, but I mean, it impacted that, people. No people still present. Even, and I mean, so I'm just, I'm just saying, in, in in the era we're in now, we're not in 2010. We're in 2023, where they're getting, you know, a bigger presence again. And so, like, I just feel like when you bring up stuff like that. The initial framing is always important for stuff. That's all. That's all I'm getting at with that. Like for where we are today, you know, like I feel like that stuff is always like always going to be sensitive. And and when it's played for laughs, it always makes me go like, well, what do we do with this later? Because like that's a part of who this person is. Period. And in and in real life, how that person is, he's very much like a by any means necessary sort of dude. Like without even getting deep into like his actual breakdown and stuff, like he's basically like, you know, if it's within the law at the time, then it just rocks. Period. Like, and we oh, can just care if it, it's in the law. And, and that's what I'm gonna say too. And even if it's not within the law, like once you get into it, it's like we're doing this because it's it's the right thing to do based on our values of how things should be. And so, be, like, I'm curious to see if the show will really dig in more to, like, who he is. Because who he, like, he's played for laughs here, but, like, who he is is, like, a person who, like, very, very seriously believes this shit. And they, and they do show that and demonstrate it to degrees. And I'm curious to see how the show will evolve that. But it's, like, it's like there's a lot of shows we've seen in the past where, like, they hit a certain tone and then they choose to shift down the road. So I don't know if this show will, will make that decision, but I'm very curious to see how it does stuff, you know, but, later but, on. But I also think that, like, it's it's kind of, 
I don't know. It's kind of a it's kind of a boring show, and I I mean maybe maybe that maybe that's just my personal opinion, but I think that, and I didn't even think that that scene was played for laughs more than it was to show you something about the character and then put the other characters in the awkward moment more than anything. But I'm like, what? I don't know what else the show could do. To be honest with you, <laughs> like yeah. something other than to do what it did. Like with with the content itself, and without it without it being a documentary. Like, how do you make a show like that legit entertaining? Like, I I think because because to to the point of what you're saying, if you try to bring it down too much, you bring it down so much that it's like it could have just been a documentary at that point. Like, you know, I think there has to be something that gets people into it, and just like what you were saying, Tim, about um, how they kind of like over-explain stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's a show on HBO. <laughs> like they, <laughs> I, I think they're trying to appeal to not just people who know about Watergate, but people who just don't really know, of course. And I know that can come out as being like real corny in the writing, but I understand why why they're doing it, you know. But I just think, I, and I and I, you know, my hats off to them for even, you know, I couldn't do this to be honest with you. No, me neither. And I want to, I want to be totally upfront about that. I cannot write an interesting show about. I don't think I would have nothing new and interesting to say because like some of the best movies ever made all the president's men is an incredible movie. Like it's an outstanding movie. So it's almost like, let's retire this mm -hmm. altogether. And then Spielberg was like, I'm going to take my shot with the post and the post is an incredible movie. Like I was, I don't think it's on the level of all the president's men, but it's an incredible movie. It's really well done. So like, I just feel like this has been really well handled in the past and i wasn't sure there was anything else to do with it you know well, because nobody's done this perspective either from hunt and liddy that I'm and maybe no one should have <laughs> but we'll see maybe how it turns out yeah maybe that's the biggest thing yeah that, and that's the thing like they're not on top of not being likable people it's not like you you know they don't win and you don't want them to either but i don't so, want them to be likable like i love the movie american psycho i love it i think patrick mm -hmm. bateman is a great character He's a terrible person, and I don't like anything about him. <laughs> but he's yeah, like, yeah, but but that's hard bad. to pull off, though. Like, like right now, American, and, and maybe this is a reason they're doing it this way. But like a lot of for the past fifteen years, thanks Breaking Bad, pretty much a lot of what we have is people trying to like frame things. Like when you have a person who doesn't have values that we might say we respect and, and appreciate and agree with, um. They still try to find ways to make like the person likable in some way. So like uh Walter White, for example, is you know, had like terrible values, blah, blah, blah. But like he had cancer, so we can kind of understand how he got to that point. No, no, no. It's like finding ways to find like a sympathetic villain. Thanos he is like his son find, find, find Thanos is sympathetic. When he defends his son when those kids are making fun of him for having cerebral palsy, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm on Team Walt. Like I'm with you all the way to it, buddy. Like, let's go. I think <laughs> You know, eventually to make to make Walter White stay sort of on our likable side, they have to put him up against Nazis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, I mean, things like we don't. It's just a hard thing what they're trying to do. Like we, on top of like keep you know you were saying the material itself, the content isn't like loaded with entertainment, and I I, I can understand it and agree with it. I think the other thing too though is just like we don't really like these people because they're not great people 
and they're incompetent in many ways and they fail upwards, which is a whole set of stuff. But I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I'm sorry to interrupt, but before I forget, I think one of the things maybe for me is not so much is the character likable, but is the character relatable, you know? Relatability can't play a part, yeah. Yeah, because I I ain't got to like what you're doing. I just need to, in some type of way, relate to what you're doing in a Mm -hmm. way. And I think that makes a difference. I think that might be even why you tell my like American History X, there might be some type of relatability to the character even though the character could do things that you might not do, might not ever think of doing ever in your life, but you can understand how they got to that point and you can relate to them on a certain level. It's kind of like uh, what we always talk about, like that save the cat moment in the script. Yeah. And it's yeah. almost like most stories don't work if it doesn't have something like that somewhere within there. I said American Psycho, not American History X, but I think I would probably like if I oh, watch American, American History X again, I'd, I'd probably like it again. Like if I watch, I think I liked it when it came out. I like Ed Norton a lot. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. American Psycho. But, and, and sometimes it's just just having that, like some type of relatability to the character. Now, it is a problem if you relate too much to the character. The character well, like, for these characters, yeah. <laughs> but, but the thing is, I feel like some people will see these characters in a way that they put together and see people that they know in them, you know? Yeah, um, I mean, that, yeah. I'm not saying us. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? No, like, I there's something mean. about but, the but way... But also, you did point out that they are viewed to be incompetent. So put it like, I put it this way. If I'm a neo-Nazi, right? Mm. <laughs> And I watch this, or I, if I'm a white supremacist or far right Republican, I watch this, and we're supposed to understand, like you said, they're kind of viewed as being um, incompetent. Then it might not be something that I might as- inspire to be. I guess. Yeah, sense. I think like a hardcore, a hardcore right wing Nixon Republican, I think could sort of sympathize with the Howard Hunt character because he's doing this for his family and for his country mm-hmm. in his perception. But I don't think even they would go, yeah, Gordon Liddy's cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and I think that's I mean, well, yeah, Some people would, some people would not. But I, I think overall, like the show, its main issue right now is it need, well, and again, like obviously they already done some not to change things like for the mid production. But, you know, I think what would really help it going forward. Or how it's framing itself is just really trying to get more into helping us understand the magnitude of what they're doing. Because, like, that's the part that's missing right now, I think. Like, there's a, a way in which, like you said, Keith, it's almost like it feels like a like a office drama. Mm-hmm. But, like, we're not really into, like, here's why this is a big deal. It just feels like they're just, like, talking about, like, doing some regular-ass shit. You they know, might be rope doping us in. They might be like, this is going to be like a crazy hijinks thing. And then you start to realize, oh, there's actual stakes as it goes on. Yeah, because we don't feel them right now. People yeah. mention Bay of Pigs. And if you don't even, like, imagine, like, if you just aren't super familiar with some of the stuff, you're just like, oh, okay, I don't really get it. But I guess, like, they're not making a show for people who don't know this shit. And I and that's, you know, the whole thing. Which I, you know, I think makes sense. I don't, I, I don't think I don't you want to have to do that. I don't envy them because if you're making a show in like 1945, you kind of do have to explain everything. Like the yeah. trolley costs 15 cents. Like you've got to like, 
explain every single thing. <laughs> but if 72, like there's people who are still alive who are reading the news and we're following it really closely. So they're like, that's not what he said. Like there are people who know their there's people in the audience who know all about it and there's people in the audience who know nothing about it. And that's like a very tricky zone. Yeah, it is, man. It's hard. And and so at the end of the day, I mean, like it's not going to be a show. I probably will finish it because this is a limited series, but I don't think that, you know, I'll end up thinking, okay, I'm going to walk away with the show and feel like it was, you know, kind of like the best version of how to handle Watergate. Um, but at the, at the end of the day, like, I feel like it's it's decently made. I just wish I understood more where it was going. Like, it's not like I have a distrust of where it could go, but I just didn't feel like the pilot really hit the mark the way it should have. Yeah. Anything, any closing thoughts from you guys before we wrap it up? Um, when I was doing the trolley voice, it occurred to me that 15 cents is probably way more than a trolley would cost. So I just uh, got Siri to search for some trolley information for me. And I hope to have an update soon on what it actually would have run you. Um, Man, it's, it's depressing how cheap things used to be. <laughs> but also, you got paid like $4 a week. So there's that. Right. Still, I like mean, Doug Cole for three dollars and ten cents a year. It's like, oh, that sounds not that great. Well, LTV on a house is still a lot better back then, so that's you know, <laughs> whatever. We can get into financial terms, but uh, Keith, where can people find us on the social, sir? Well, Instagram at the low key pod. All right, perfect, Tim. Anything to plug before we head out on Movie Maker? Yeah, I just discovered a great website called streetcar.org. Uh, a lot of trolley information. Um, still haven't found how much trolley would cost in the 1940s, but I'm confident that it's there somewhere. Streetcar.org. That's going to be dope. Well, we will see y'all on the next one. Uh, I think we're probably going to have some pretty good to talk about next time, but while y'all are waiting, go back, check out the old episodes, tell a friend about the low-key pod. Uh, if you made it this far, we really appreciate it. Rate, review, subscribe, so on and so forth. And we'll see y'all next week. Peace. peace. I just said peace in a gross way. That sounded like peace. I didn't like it. Peace. I didn't know what my voice did. I was trying to be funny. Sorry, everybody. Peace. <laughs>